everybody. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to another week of Romance and Color. Yes, welcome to another week. Um, we had a fun week uh, the other week talking about uh, Nick Cannon Seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Nick. Um, but anyway, um, I just think <laughs> over all these kids he's having. But yeah, um, anyway, how was your week weekend? <laughs> My weekend was pretty good. Um, my boyfriend celebrated his 50th birthday and he did a, yeah, yeah. He did a, he cycled from, we live in New York and he rode his bicycle to Pennsylvania. So it was like a, a bike tour. Yeah. Oh my God. Brooklyn through New Jersey, which you guys know is takes a few hours to drive through to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So yeah, oh he did that. God. That was exciting. So that was like kind of the highlight of, our weekend him doing that so that was fun <laughs> i would never sick. do that but i was See, impressed that's, that's your that's your that. that's your slick way of telling us he has endurance <laughs> <laughs> he does have endurance <laughs> oh that's funny like yeah he's in good shape yeah that was that's cool beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> How was your weekend? You're so silly. It was, <laughs> How was, it was your It was good. I did not do much. Um, just trying to tidy up around the house. Um, we, mm-hmm. we decided to stay on. We were going to sell our house, uh, but we decided to stay on and do um, renovations here because the okay. market is, is, is very nice. Um, and so our home value is increasing. So mm-hmm. we decided to take advantage of, of, of things and decided to put some money into our house so that's, that's what we're good. doing just kind of making plans on what the renovations are going to be and that's fun stuff like that so that's that's always fun you know yeah so, mm-hmm. that's, that's about it we're boring married people stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> boring mm-hmm. married people stuff. oh boy so last week like i said we talked about in last week's episode, I entitled Lust Envy and Nick Cannon Seeds. Uh, we, talked oh, about, <laughs> we talked about dating guru Kevin Samuels, Tyler Swedia Six, um, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon being called the new future, and Carrie Hilson saying she's waiting on marriage to have sex in real life. Um, and we talked about speaking of Carrie Hilson, we talked about her movie, uh, Lust, which was on mm-hmm. Lifetime, and Envy star Soraya. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Lifetime, we talked about both those movies, which we, we enjoyed um, for the most we part. We did, and looking forward to that next installment. I yeah. am too. I am too. So, like again, congratulations to Victoria Christopher Murray on on the success of her books being turned into um, movies. So that's really really cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, um, in reading romance, I suggested the book Game Set Match by Nana Malone. And then in listening romance, we celebrated Luther Vandross's 70th yes. birthday. Yes. Some of our favorite tunes. So um, we hope you all listen to some Luther in honor of his birthday mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy, you know, the day and celebrating his life and his legacy yeah. and like that. So I thought about mm-hmm. him because um, Pose is coming on this weekend. And, oh, is that? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's this weekend, girl. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Sunday. Oh, is that, that going to be the day it comes on? 
Yeah, I think it's gonna come on Sunday nights at ten. Which, honey, I, nice. I, don't, know how, I don't know how I'm gonna do that because I'm, I'm sleepy. But <laughs> about ten o'clock mm-hmm. on Sundays, but that's gonna be the regular time. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought about it because they were playing Luther Vandross and like one of the um, one of the segments or something like that, little previews. So mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought about him and I was like, uh, Luther could be alive to see, oh, you know, man. something like that. Something like that, he would really enjoy that. So. Yes, he would. And who knows what decisions he would have made in terms of his comfort mm-hmm. level of coming mm-hmm. out or not, mm-hmm. because he's still from old, the old school. Yeah, but, you know, where it's a different world today, and he might have been able to be a little freer. But yeah, that's yeah. We, we, we won't know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, what are your hot topics in romance this week, Yakini? So, hot topics for this week. So, our girl Issa Ray, who we love, and I know that. The last season of Insecure will be starting back up soon. We're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Um, but engagement rumors have been kind of swirling around Issa Rae for a couple years. Since 2019, she's mm-hmm. had a longtime boyfriend named Louis Diem. I think mm-hmm. it's pronounced Diem. Um, mm-hmm. So there's always been kind of speculation. Are they engaged? Are they married? And she kind of just has always refused to um, confirm any of the rumors. Um she describes internet culture as, quote, weird and malicious. And she yeah. said, I've just worked really hard to protect myself from the ugliest parts of it. And I just feel super protective of any relationship I'm in. <clears throat> that comes from observing and making fun of people over the years who broadcast mm. the most intimate parts of their relationship, then are left with egg on their face. So I kind of mm. get it. You know, she's kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say anything because you look, I guess, silly when, you know, you know, there's some people who just love love so much and they're so excited to be in a new relationship and they don't mind kind of you know splashing it across the front page everywhere and then that's fine if that's how they do it and right. then there's some I guess like Issa who are opposite who just kind of really are very protective and hold it very close to them Lorenz Tate is that way you yeah. know he doesn't discuss yeah. his love life I know Jamie Foxx has always been kind of protective of his love life yeah, whether it's who that. he's dating mm-hmm. or the mother of his children so I, I kind of respect it obviously as the fans we want to know but you know she's kind of like you're not going to get confirmation from me and that's that so it was kind of a rare interview where she talked about her love life but she really didn't give us anything so that's that's Issa um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that's how she chooses to go about that. And I can understand her reasons for that. So DMX, mm-hmm. um, his funeral was, was this week. He was laid to rest. Um, and even though the funeral wasn't open to the public due to the pandemic, it mm-hmm. was broadcasted on his um, YouTube channel. So right. I didn't see the whole, f- it was several hours long, but I did kind of see some parts of it. There were some um, some some um, sound bites that kind of were were floating around the web, and there was a really special moment. Um, if anyone saw his ex wife Tashira Simmons, so as you guys know, over the years they've really maintained a very strong friendship. You know, they've known each other since they were about eighteen, nineteen years old, and I believe they share four children together. Yes, yes, of his fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. however many he has. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, but they've always kind of really kind of stayed good, stayed friends. And I, I think that's a really beautiful way to be with the father of your children. It's not easy to have that positive relationship, but they've had it. And um, so she basically, you know, she tributed him, of course, at his at his home going and just said some really, really beautiful words about his fiance and just kind of just spoke to her directly 
Um, because, you know, the fiance is in a lot of pain. She's really hurting right now. She's really having a tough time. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of spoke to her woman to woman and said, you know, I'm a woman of God and you're a woman of God. And I know how much you love him. And basically, I love you because I know you love that man. And mm-hmm. I just really respect you. And then, they, and then she came on stage, the fiance, they embraced. So it was, it was really, oh, really wow. nice. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I wish I had the clip to share, but I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, other... very, that's very big of her, man. Like, I, I yeah. Her. You know, they, yeah. I mean, she shared four kids with this man, you know? This is a, yeah. this is a lot of her life. You know, yeah, just... yeah, it's grown woman stuff. Everyone's not capable mm-hmm. of that because sometimes it's hard. I think a lot of it has to do with how the man handles the women in his life, how honest he was versus dishonest, who he screwed over. Mm-hmm. If everybody, if he doesn't have a lot, lot of money and everybody's getting equally, I guess, a little, that's mm-hmm. fine. Or if he has a lot and everyone's getting equally a lot, like I think those things make a difference. You know, Diddy's another one who has multiple children's mothers. And has been able to kind of maintain really peace and good relationships. So I think certain yeah. guys can do that. And yeah. when the guy is really messy and sneaking around, then it kind of fosters, unfortunately, I think that resentment and bitterness. But even though it's not about the women, it can cause that resentment to fester because we're yeah. confused and hurt and he's playing games. So, yeah, DMX did it right, whatever he did, because they seem yeah. like they really are family and stuff. Yeah. All the, the children and, and the mothers and stuff like that. So that that's definitely... What's up? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and other messy, foolish news. Lamar Odom. <laughs> not that, I'm sorry, that the DMX wasn't messy. The men, the men who play those games like future and that messy and oh, foolish. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Lamar Odom and Carly Red are allegedly an item. So they were oh, first spotted no. together at Yandy's birthday celebration. Um, and we saw them together and they've had a few kind of outings where people saw them together. So of course the interwebs are speculating, are they an item? Will they be on love and hip hop together? She's had a few public relationships. He kind of fits into the mold. Celebrity kind of has been, you know, I think she was with Benzino. She dated Caesar from black ink. She dated, um, What's the one who had the song? When my twenties stop spinning. Oh, Life Jennings. Yeah, yeah. And a couple other. And then of course Young Jock, who I love. So she's she's a mess. But um, I they're age appropriate, kind of for the most part. Lamar is forty one. She's about forty nine, fifty, I think. Carly mm-hmm. doesn't really talk about her age. She could be early fifties. Um, because I met her at Fashion Week several years ago, and in person, I gotta say she look. And this is no shade, but she looks really, really old. Like oh, she wow. wears thick, yeah, she wears thick makeup, but she looked, it's hard to describe. When I was with her, cause I interviewed her, I got the feel of like my mom. So it's like, I'm not saying my mom's old, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got, I the, she I looked see. like she was in her fifties, sixties at that time. Not, I'm sorry, not sixties, my bad, but she looked like she was well into, at this time, this was about five, six, seven years ago, and right. she looked very old. So she just didn't look like she was aging well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, nonetheless, they might be an item. So we shall see if he is on the upcoming season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, which has not started filming yet due to the pandemic. But I understand yeah. that it will be coming back soon. So that should be interesting and messy. He obviously <laughs> has a fight coming up in Vegas. He's fighting some manager, record producer, some white guy named Aaron Carter. So I had never heard of this guy until the fight. So everyone's kind of talking about Wait, that. Aaron Carter, that. as in like, as in, as in the boy from from uh, what was that group? 
I, I believe he was in a music group. I think he was in a music group. Oh, was oh. it one of the big groups like that? The boy well, bands bro- of the 90s? His brother's Nick Carter. And okay, Aaron I don't Carter, know any of these Aaron names. Carter was, yeah, I think Aaron Carter is his brother that was in like... Okay. Group. Yeah. Harpo, who this man? I don't know. <laughs> so we will see. <laughs> Aaron is 6'1", and Lamar is 6'7". But, you know, that has nothing to do with strength and great, you know, you know, he could be a tall, lanky six, seven that's not strong. And people are kind of betting on Aaron. So we'll see. I, I just it's I don't, I don't know why he agreed to this fight, but I'm sure it's going to make a lot of money for everyone involved and hope hopefully everyone emerges safe. Yeah. And finally, in our final hot topic. So it's been about two months since Kim K filed for divorce from Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, who allegedly wanted her to file for a divorce to be gracious. And he said he wanted the divorce. But anyway, that's been about two months. So now reports are circulating that there may be a romance brewing between her and Van Jones, who, as yeah. you know, is a CNN oh. reporter and a lawyer. Oh, mm-hmm. So Van Jones has been divorced from his own wife since 2019. So he, you know, he's, he's, he's a free man, a free agent. She's separated or whatever. So Kim and Van Jones, they've been associated with each other for years. They've worked together to push forward, you know, this criminal justice reform project. That's her, you know, her, her baby. That's her project. Um, Van Jones had co-founded this Oakland based nonprofit organization, which helps to reform California's criminal justice policies. So Kim had apprenticed there for four years Um, And so kind of their work together for these four years has led to kind of the speculation that perhaps their partnership has crossed the lines into romance. So both of their camps are denying it. But, you know, people tend to deny it until they're ready to come out. And that's Mm -hmm. not always a bad thing. So, yeah, we'll just keep a lookout on that. It wouldn't surprise me. Van Jones is, is who he is. And it seems like Kim is right up his alley. Oh, so, yeah. I was about to say, she's right up his alley. Yeah, yeah. And he hers. So, you know, whatever. We'll find out, I'm sure, soon enough. It's a little soon, I think, since the Kanye split. But you know how sometimes it goes with these couples. They probably had been really separated even before we knew. So she's probably already mentally been moved on and just ready to move on with her life and be happy. So, mm-hmm. anywho, that's all we have in Hot Topics for this week. It was kind of calm this week. Nothing popping up. It was, yeah. It was kind of like little benign, nice little peaceful, possible couples. (laughs) Nothing too crazy. (laughs) Nothing too crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. So we will be right back and we'll come back with our um, topic of the week, which is kind of an old one. But what does Steve Harvey have to say about men and female friends? So you all stay tuned and we'll be right back. So you guys, we are back. And so um, we're going to talk about can men and women truly be platonic? Um, I don't think we've ever really talked about this on the podcast. If we did, Uh it was kind of surface level. But Uh um, it's being brought up again this week because... um, and some old interviews Steve Harvey did way back when I think when he first kind of well not when he first married Marjorie but early in their marriage mm-hmm. yeah um kind of came up about can men yeah. really be friends and so um, let me see if I can play it it's on the shade room let me see if I can play a little bit a snippet of it well my friends are men I don't have female friends I don't I'm, I'm incapable of that 
Why? What do you mean? Well, because you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife, and I don't, I don't really have female friends because look. Okay, let's get rid of this. <laughs> I right want to know why. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There's some guy somewhere saying, "Yeah, I'm. We're friends." No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're guys. Ninety nine point nine percent of us think that way. Now see, mm. I, I don't agree. So you mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. opposite sides of this. Mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't agree, um, but Yakini does. Um, so talk talk a little bit about that, and maybe because I think obviously our experiences are kind of what are going to shape how we feel about his comments. Yeah, totally. so it sounds like you you've been able to kind of have this, and and yeah, what do you I, what yeah, do you think I've been about able it? To have friendships with men, some who are very attractive, um, some who are um, straight. <laughs> Let me put you that they're not all gay straight mm-hmm. attractive men who do not see me in a romantic way in any any sh- way shape or form not because they don't think I'm pretty not because they don't you know find me attractive or whatever it's because we are just friends and like we, we have not um crossed that line and we never will cross that line because for whatever reason we just don't have that same level of uh I guess affection for each other like that. We're mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm. Like we're friends, we love each other, but we would never cross the line and and sleep with each other or anything like that. Um, I do mm-hmm. again. I do. I don't have many male friends. Most of my friends are women. Um, <clears throat> so the men I do carry near and dear to me really truly are my platonic friends. Um, so, I mean, I, I, Steve Harvey makes men make men seem like they're so like these wild animalistic people who can't control their urges and right. can't, like can't see that women are beyond their parts like there's an intellectual level to women there there are some there are guys that I literally vibe with intellectually everything like you know I I, I mean I could name some right now I'm like right I'm because but <laughs> they probably listen to the podcast and I want them shouting them out for no reason. Right. Um, but <laughs> you know, they're my friends. Like, it's harmless. And my husband has met some of them. Um, but, you know, again, we, we, we vibe. We have it's common interests. We talk about the same crazy reality shows or whatever. We, uh-huh. you know, we chit chat about this, that, and the third. They'll come to me for advice. Right. And stuff like that. And never, not once, have they ever crossed the line with me and said some mm-hmm. stuff. You know what? If you, if you didn't wasn't married, man, if you didn't have that relationship, or and you know, and I, and I've never crossed the line and said, you know, if you didn't have no girlfriend, mm-hmm. or you know, if I hadn't met, you know, I ne- it has never, 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 never done that. And I just feel mm-hmm. like Steve Harvey makes it seem like men have no free will and they just can't control their urges. And right. I'm, Oh, that's so horrible. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? it's just like, oh, you know, men, they just 
they just gonna do what they want to do you know you know i just i don't know yeah i hear what you're saying yeah, you know, yeah. i just think it's ridiculous Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear that and I, I kind of heard him a little differently. So mm-hmm. I do think that men and men and women can maintain a friendship, especially if the man and the women, the woman have, if you have cooth about you mm-hmm. and you're right, like you're not like some kind of wild animal who can't control your sexual urges and you're mm-hmm. just salivating and panting and and looking at your breasts while you're talking so i mean no like yeah there might be some guys who do that and that's pretty gross and those are the types of men we don't usually want as friends around us but i think that there are male friends who like you said you can vibe with you have so many common interests you know he's not gay but he's really like a friend in the sense like he could be a girlfriend and i think that you can kind of maintain that in a superficial way, maybe not superficial, in a, in a deeper way, I will say. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, so So maybe they haven't expressed that there's an attraction, but it doesn't mean that in the back of their mind, there's not kind of that thought that if Jay were out of the picture, <laughs> that would be an opportunity where they could, you know, connect with you because you share mm-hmm. so many like interests, because you're attractive, because, you know, I I just kind of feel like in the back of one of y'all's minds, there's kind of like, if I would, but you wouldn't necessarily express that. Cause I think that most of us know we're smart enough to know that would ruin it. Like, do you know what I mean? That would ruin it. That would totally make me be like, what? I kind of feel like sometimes as women, we can see a guy in a more platonic way sometimes than they can see us. And I don't know. I just, and I, I, it's kind of leads to other things also. Cause I always Mm -hmm. feel like, yeah, males and females can maintain a friendship. But I think especially when you're like in a long-term relationship, there's a danger in that because I kind of feel like you've heard that expression, um, a shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one that I tell my boyfriend all the time because he likes to argue that males and females can be friends. And oh, they just, I give them good advice and they call me and I'm like, child, stop being nice. So, I mean, I just kind of think that, you know, Sometimes when you have those friendships, it runs the risk of like, you don't want to have someone who you're kind of talking to, confiding in and sharing things with that really should be for your partner. Because sometimes things do go wrong in a relationship. And I kind of feel like the person who you would turn to first is that male or female friend. And that's going to be who you're more likely to have an affair with. And that's kind of jumping a little bit further away, actually, from what Steve Harvey was saying. Just kind of getting back to the basics. This is going to probably come off sounding crazy, but I don't think I have ever had a male friend in my life who I can say would not have some romantic interest in me if the opportunity arose. And these are just friends. Yes, these are just friends who were just cool. But I bet you if I was just like, if I looked at them one day and was just like, you know what? I've always found you attractive. And I gave them the opportunity to have sex. I bet you they would. And these are not people who've ever come on to me anyway. And I might not be so direct, but I bet you if I gave them the chance, they would take it. Whereas I think that those, there are most of my male friends who, if they gave me the chance, I would be like, what? Like, do you know what I mean? So I kind of (laughs) feel like we as women can have male friends and not look at it that way. But I don't think that necessarily men are like, I feel like your male friends who you described, if you were single and they were single and you expressed any interest, do you think that they wouldn't like kind of act on it at all? 
Like, do you think they'd be like, oh, wow, Tati, nah, like, no, I don't see you that way at all. Like, you're pretty, no, but we're I just, you're like my sister. I think mm-hmm. they really think I'm like their sister. Okay. Okay. Like, it's like, oh, she's cute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not saying I'm ugly or whatever, um, but I just don't think they, I, I, it's, maybe I'm naive and, you know, but I just don't think that they see me like that at all. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I just look at their track record of women that they've dated. I don't fit in any type of. Well, that's what I was going to say. All, what you're you know, describing. The only time I feel like a man wouldn't act on that is if he's not attracted to you. And it has nothing to do with if you're attractive or not. He just might put you in the sister category or we might put them in the brother category because they're not our type. Because, like I, for example, I said here on the podcast, I've never dated like a white man internationally because I'm not attracted mm-hmm. to them, like period. So therefore, my close male friends who I'm cool with, who I would say, wow, he's like a brother to me. Those are like some white boys at work. Like we're super close because I could never mm-hmm. see them that way. I just don't. And I don't think they see me that way either. Right. We're able to have that. Whereas the few black kind of co-workers, acquaintances I'm cool with, and it's totally cool. And we can laugh and it's nice. I know if given the opportunity, <laughs> they was and I just. I think I'm tainted by my experiences, though, because like I said, just I've, I don't think I've ever met a guy who if I had if they had the chance, they wouldn't kind of cross that line and, and say, let's just throw caution to the wind and do it. Whereas most of them, I would not like I don't even see them that way. So I think maybe it comes down to like if you are attracted to the person, maybe if they're your type or not. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people came down on Steve. It was kind of split. Some people were like, no, like you said. He's really kind of like an- animalizing, that's not a word, but like, you know, like black men yeah. are just these out of control guys who can't control their lust and they just want every woman. And, you know, and I, I didn't see that he was saying that. I think it was just kind of like, if given the opportunity, like sometimes a confidant is waiting. And I don't think that they're waiting for like your man to mess up so that you can like cry on their shoulder and they can slip their hand from your shoulder to your behind. Like, I don't think it's that. I don't think that they're like, predators waiting for Jay to fuck up so they can slide on in. Cause I feel like Steve was kind of alluding more to that. Well, to an extreme, but I do kind of think that there's a lot of guys who, if they had the opportunity, they would, they would take it. Right. You know? but, but that was my beef with it. Like, I feel like he made it seem so predatory. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, just, like men, most men are just he did. for that opportunity. Like you said, to just pounce yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? You get Pounce, one right. time, or you get high one get time, or you go crying to them and stuff like that. Stuff like that happens in the movies, y'all. Mm-hmm. Not, not in real life all the time. They make the best romances. Like in lust, right. kind of. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, when I'm writing romances, friends to lovers is awesome, okay? But, you know, I just, in real life, it doesn't really go down like that. You know, I think about, like, when I got divorced the first time, and you know, somebody that I confided in um, was a mutual friend of ours. And, you know, I cried to this person. I did, you know, you know, you know, really venture to this person and never once did they step to me and say, oh, my God, you know, I, you know, I, I should have met you first or blah, blah. <laughs> He was like, he just, well, he might not have done that because he knew you were vulnerable, and that would be fucked up to do that. But it doesn't right. mean to say it doesn't mean he wasn't thinking it. See, but, I'm more, I'm more cynical about it. Not at all. I just he, he, I don't most, know. Most I don't know. Was he's an idiot? That's all he just kept saying. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. 
But Why would he, he say he's an idiot? Because he wasted a good woman like you? Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think I'm too... I'm on the far end of being cynical. I think you're on, the, you're on the far end of being a little naive about it, I think. and But I definitely agree that I'm a little cynical. But it's just that I've never met a man who did not like me in some way and I just I feel like I hate how that's coming off I don't love how it sounds but I just feel like I'm just trying to pick my words carefully because I don't want to sound crazy but I just feel like 99.9% of the men in my life aside from the ones who were just like married good Christian men who don't cheat because uh-huh. most uh, not most but a lot do but so I'm, I'm kind of excluding like a married family man I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. excluding them who's really into their wife and who's in love yeah. with their wife but the average guy who's not, I definitely think that, especially at our age where everyone's single, you're kind of looking for love for the most mm-hmm. part. And you do kind of value your your female friends are women who you, like you said, you vibe with, you connect with. It makes sense that you would have some attraction attraction to them. But if you just respect them and you enjoy the friendship, you don't want to ruin that. But it absolutely isn't so crazy and far-fetched that if given the opportunity, you would slide on in there. It's just that usually, like Steve said, the woman has made it clear that this can't happen, either because she's in a relationship or she's not interested or she's not dating now or she's too busy in her career. But usually because you're attracted to like people as friends, it's kind of like if you become available and on the market, you might be surprised that that guy suddenly is interested. I don't know. I I, I just, I, I feel like I could seduce them if I wanted to. And I don't want to, but I just feel like, and maybe that's saying, oh, they're weak and stuff. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cynical. Again, that. There was a period. There was a period of time between my divorce and when I got remarried and started dating. It was five years. I feel mm-hmm. like if you didn't present yourself in them five years between that time, honey, you you don't want me. You don't, you don't see me like that. Like, okay. I, just, I, just, I mean, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Well, maybe not relationship wise, but you don't think they would have sex if the opportunity presented themselves just like as in a, in a, okay, a sex okay, see, way. See, because sex is not relationship. Are we talking relationships? I think he's talking sex, sex or relationship. But I think he's also talking sex. And to me, are you really friends if you'll have sex? I was about to say, if you'll fuck if the opportunity presented itself. Is that because that's not somebody who I want my man to be friends with? If, if the opportunity presented herself, she would fuck. And I don't think that that's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm. that's kind of why I don't keep male friends in my life. Because I don't think that most of them really are genuinely trying to be friends. Like, the ones who are friends are, like, couples friends. And then mm. it's kind of, like, different. Because I really, you know, they really do see me as kind of, like, the sister. That kind of thing. You'd be surprised. It might be somebody's husband looking at you, too. Was it right? But they, they have the cooth <laughs> enough to control that. But absolutely. Absolutely. Even like, so you would think, oh, my older sister's, you know, her, uh, her friends from high school and her age, and they see me as a little sister. No, they would smash in a second. I don't know. I just think that I think he was onto something. Uh, I think if given the opportunity, a lot of people would, would take it. I don't know. I, I, again, like I said, I am friends with quite a I mean some attractive guys my husband mm-hmm. yeah um, and just because they're attractive doesn't mean that you're attracted to them and I think as women we're able to kind of find someone attractive and not be attracted to them sometimes yeah, for true. men yeah, I think it's different true. um I think they would think I'm attractive too um but at the same like again at the same time I just don't think we would go there I don't even think we would smash I don't think we would mm-hmm. 
in your mm-hmm. head. <laughs> and it might be that they they value the friendship so much that they don't want to lose that That's because that changes saying. things. But it doesn't mean that they don't have the thought in their head. It doesn't I'm, mean, and I think it's about the thought. I don't even want to be like with something. I don't know. Maybe it's unrealistic to think. If the thought happens, then it's very fleeting. And okay. Then they, and then, then they might be like, you know what? Nah, this is my girl. This is my homegirl. I'm not going to fuck it up like that. This is the person I got brunch with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wear my brunch boots with. You know what I mean? Right, and, right, right. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I, just don't I mean, yeah, it. I think I think a lot of people were turned off from, um, by Steve's comments because he made men, like black men, seem like they're weak and like they don't have any control and like they're just dogs who are salivating. And I kind of didn't see it that yeah, way, but I can see how people. About black men. He was really talking about all men. Men, all men, right? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. talking about black men this time. He yeah, he didn't men. say black. He didn't say black. He didn't say men, black. Right. You know what I mean? He he said all men. He's a being mm-hmm. spirit. He he keeps mm-hmm. everybody together. I think know? it's important for like you know guys to have their homegirls, you know, because that's like your sister, and you can bounce ideas off of them and mm-hmm. stuff. And likewise, you know, for you to have your homeboys or whatever who you can die. But to me, it's like even better if they really can be like a cousin or a brother. But everyone doesn't have that. And I get it. Mm-hmm. So you do kind of maybe feel like you want to have like that friendship with the opposite sex to kind of just kind of have the homeboy bounce those ideas off. And I definitely have some guys who are like that. And I enjoy those friendships. Mm-hmm. But I know I know for a fact that if we got into a situation and we both got a little tipsy after we all went out for drinks. If I tried something, they would be down for it. And how, do you know, how do you know for a fact? Have I, they said I know to you? they haven't, but I could just, I just, it's just a gut feeling. Hmm. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah, unfortunately, hmm. it, it's just a gut yeah. feeling. I don't know. That's not good. So, I mean, I, it's like sucks. I said, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think about you're not watching Married at First Sight, this is, I wish you were, but mm-hmm. there's, a girl mm-hmm. on there, there's a girl on there named Virginia. And she got married to this guy named Eric. And she has a lot of like guy friends. It makes Eric uncomfortable. Because okay. he's like, I don't want anything to happen to you. And then she's like, well, so it's all up to her. You got to trust me. Right. right. But yeah. And she's like, he's like, I don't want anything to happen to you. She said, What do you mean something's going to happen to me? He said, Because she likes to drink a lot. Oh, and gosh. So, it's another fact that she likes to drink a lot. And so yeah. she said, sometimes I drink and I just fall asleep at my homeboy's house. Oh. And Wake up with a dip. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying that's like that is risky. Oh, that is risky. Mercy. I, personally, I wouldn't do that. That ain't my no. that ain't me. But, and that's um, next level. Why are you in a relationship drinking level. and falling asleep at and your so, boy's house? So he was like, he was like, well, Eric has some control issues anyway. But okay. one valid point he did make was, why would you fall asleep at a strange man's house? He said, well, he's not oh, a my goodness. Friend. He said he's a man. That's super dangerous. And then yeah. he was like, it's just dangerous. And he's like, they're not going to do anything to me. He's my brother. Blah, blah, blah. He was like, okay, keep thinking that. Yeah. And he said, when alcohol is involved, particularly, he said, I don't, he said, he said, they may be cool when they're not drinking. He said, but when alcohol is involved, you don't know what can happen. And I said, I said, okay, sure. okay, I said, okay I, this is a valid point. Mm-hmm, when, you mm-hmm. when you factor in things like drugs and alcohol, that changes the dynamic of any relationship. You can get drunk. It does. Throw, throw up on your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Mercy. Y'all can wake up. Y'all had drunk sex. Y'all rolling Molly. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Whatever the term is. You know, I don't do drugs. I said rolling yeah. Molly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 
<laughs> rolling that Molly girl, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, doing drugs, whatever, and then you know, you can just you know, you don't know mm-hmm. what can happen in those situations. Yeah, I think you're right. You sure. don't know what can happen, even if this is your homeboy. Yeah. But if y'all are sober, and you know what I'm saying, I you know, I don't know. You don't. Okay, so you don't think that a lot of men are kind of willing to kind of cross the line if the opportunity presented itself. Not as many as he's saying. I mean, maybe twenty five percent. See, I I would say seventy five percent, but you would say maybe like twenty five percent or less. No, no, no. I'd say maybe forty five percent of men would. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would, I would say I would put it close to fifty. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. One percent of men. I don't think Mm -hmm. the vast majority. I think particularly men who are growing up now in a very different. So also, so so think about Steve, men our age and older. It's a different generation. You know what I mean? Okay. And Mm -hmm. so men now are conscious. I I feel like young men today, a lot of them, not all of them, because there's still some stupid ones out here. But a lot of them are conscious of body autonomy, are conscious of, you know, yeah. women's rights, no means yes. no, yes. stuff uh-huh. like that. And I think they're just very conscious of, hey, I don't want to cross the line. I don't want to fuck up anything. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> consent is so big in this generation and the way we're raising these kids. Mm-hmm. Consent is big. So he he made it seem like women he, I, don't, I don't even think i just kind of think he was talking about they they have the thought so consent is big and men know not to cross the line and respect right. personal right. boundaries but right. it's not to say that if invited to they wouldn't pounce on it and wait for an opportunity to do that which i think is what he's saying not mm-hmm. that they're waiting for the moment to do it and that they will do it because they're not animals and most of these guys hopefully can control themselves so yeah i don't think that you know Right. They were like out of control and they can't like they're lusting to the point where they're like you're in the room and they're erect and they can't like that's no, gross no. and I don't think he meant that. <laughs> I just think he's just kind of <laughs> like oh god. I, I just thinking about my friend. I just walk in a room and they dick just like boy. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. like, oh hell right. no. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, oh. I didn't think he was saying that. I just think he was kind of like, if given the chance, they would gladly you know exercise it if you offered it to them they would they would take it but um so i guess that said like, what what are the parameters around oh go ahead i feel like we should have had a man on i was thinking that too that i would love to have gotten a male's perspective a know. few men though because there's got you know that, that that's an interesting one i would like to in the future maybe oh my god yeah. Yes. What are the parameters around male-female friendships, though, within a a relationship then? So since you are, I guess, feeling like it's something that can happen, and I guess it's if you trust your partner, that's that. Um, Mm -hmm. So should a man who's involved in a relationship, a long-term, let's say, marriage or just a relation, monogamous relationship, are they able to kind of go out with their male or female friends and it's fine as long as you kind of know, I'm going out with Jamie today, we're going to go out for drinks, maybe not drinks that's like a date but we're gonna get coffee or we have lunch sometimes is that something that you're good with i think it's okay again you have to trust your partner okay um so i mean you know Mm -hmm. i think i think you just have to trust your partner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know if jay would have a problem with it um okay 
I've been, I mean, I've been out with guy friends. Then again, these are my gay guy friends. So that doesn't even count. So don't even. <laughs> no. Okay, I've been out with my gay guy. Unless they're um, bisexual, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Kind of like you don't really have an interest when you have a partner, so you probably don't necessarily have interest in doing that much. But I feel like, you know, I guess every now and then catching up with, with a homeboy. I, I don't like it personally, but I can definitely respect if that's a friendship that is important to the person. Um, and especially if it's kind of really on a level, like, oh, we're catching up, such and such is in town. You're welcome to join us. Oh, you can't make it. Okay, that's cool. I'll tell you said hi. Like, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I definitely think it's possible to have that homegirl or homeboy who really is just that. And, and I feel like you know it's on the level when it's like always that kind of standing open invitation. Sometimes you join, sometimes you don't. You know, they come by the house, like that kind of thing. Um, because I've been in relationships where pe- I personally don't have it because, like I said, I I don't think men in my life as friends want me. as Like, I feel like they always, there's always something more. But I know that there's situations where guys I've been with have had genuine homegirls and it was that. And I love that woman and they love me. And like, even my, me and my ex-husband, they have, she has a couple of really close friends, Jackie and Holly, who just are like my favorite people in the world and Fatia. And they like love Derek. They love me. They love our kids. And they just, we keep in touch, even though we're no longer together. We're just like those are his true homegirls, like his sisters. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the, and then there's bitches in his life who were supposedly <laughs> friends, and they weren't. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you gotta just you gotta like trust your partner, lucky. know the I'm women. Because Jay yeah. did, did not have no bitches in his life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not with a womanizing man like yeah. that. There's yeah. a difference. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? He had good women in his life. All his friends mm-hmm. and stuff from Saint Kitts and stuff are good ladies. So I don't yes. feel threatened by them or whatever. But guess, mm-hmm. look, guess who walked in? It's Jay. <laughs> hey, Jay. <laughs> Can you hear him? Good topic. Can you hear him? No. Hey, how you doing? I Very clearly. Hi, Jay. <laughs> we were just speak, saying we wanted a male's perspective. And then yeah. you walked in. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So we want to know, we're talking about can men and women be purely platonic friends. Did he hear the Steve Harvey soundbite? Do you want to just play that for him and get his his just his impressions of that? Yeah. If you can cue, cue it up. Yeah, I'll cue it up for Jay. Okay. So he can hear what Steve just, Harvey said. Just some impressions. I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm, I'm incapable of that. Why? What do you mean? Well, because, you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife and I don't I don't really have female friends because look okay, let's get rid of this. Yeah, <laughs> I right wanna here. know why. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There you you're an attractive woman. There's some guy somewhere saying, Yeah, I'm we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack the moment he gets the opportunity. Okay, what do you think? Were were you chuckling in the background? I thought I heard a little muffled laughter. Was that you, Jay, chuckling? Someone in the several people in the shade room said, You're listening to someone who was divorced three, four times. I don't know. know. What could you possibly um, take from him? I mean, but I I do, I disagree. You can, um, 
friends of the opposite sex uh, be purely platonic without any problems. Um, especially if they're ugly. <laughs> well, see, exactly. If you're not attracted to them, it's perfectly possible. Well, that's what a lot of people were saying. If you're not attracted to them, then you can absolutely maintain a homegirl and a homeboy. It's easy to do. Totally platonic. But if there's any semblance of attraction, is there kind of that idea that if some if there was an opportunity, might something happen? I, I don't know. And my argument was I have friends that I find attractive, but we have never, ever, ever gone there, period, point blank. Nothing. No, and even if there was a crack, a window, nothing, nothing ever happened. Right. Well, that's from your your perspective, right? You would never oh, go there. See, see, that's what he's saying. You ain't going there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just don't think that they view me like that. They might think I'm attractive too. I just don't think they view me in a sexual slash relationship type of way. I think, and I'm I think they respect different. you too much to ever let you know if they did have that thought. You know, because like we talked about, they wouldn't want to ruin the friendship because they do value that. Um, yeah. But let Jay get hit by a Mack truck tomorrow. You don't know, like, with that sympathy, talking about, oh man, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right, <laughs> <laughs> on my shoulder. Or, or on, not. Over, I mean, I'm being facetious. So, I mean, you know, it's an interesting <laughs> thought, but I, I don't know. I, like I said, I think that women are more capable of kind of looking at a guy and really seeing him as like a brother. And he might yeah. see you as a sister, but let the drinks flow. I bet you if the opportunity presented itself, they might, you know, be open to it. Whereas I don't think you would be open to it at all with these guys you just described. Yeah. You sound like you genuinely, because you can find someone attractive and not be attractive to them because you really see them as a brother. And, and, and they can as well, but I just know in my experience, I haven't met too many guys like that, which is why I don't have male friends in my life. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, Anyway, it's interesting. Jay, you came in at the right time. That was so great. It was good to get his perspective. It was, it was yes. interesting. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jay, oh, for your God. special guest. Um, <laughs> we love you. Bye, Jay. He's so funny. The first question is why y'all listening to Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh gosh, that's what I'm gonna send in the comments. And it's interesting. I, and you know, it's funny because this is like you said at the beginning, this is a little soundbite that leaked and it's several years old. And Steve hasn't since come forward to kind of talk about his comments, qualify them. You know, obviously him and Marjorie have been married for a while longer. He's older mm-hmm. and I guess wiser. Mm-hmm. I would be curious on his... Um, his thoughts today, is he going to double down on it since all this criticism or is he going to kind of not backtrack but say, you know, I've since thought about it and so yeah, I mean, I'm curious if, if he's going to kind of say anything. I don't think Steve Harvey is the kind of got to backtrack anything he says. Right, I think right. he's going to stick with it. I don't think he's, he said, I said what I said basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has said that he's apologized for like that comment about Asian men. He, he, what he, did he, he say about Asian men? I don't, I didn't remember. Girl, that. he was like, um, something about it was on his show, and the girl, he, the girl was like, d- about dating or whatever, dating Asian men or something. He said, "You don't want no Asian man" or something like that. Oh gosh, wow. stereotypical thing about Asian men, okay. and I was like, "Oh, dude, that's not cool." But he ended up like, okay, because he said that wasn't right. But well, I yeah, appreciate, I respect I'm that. Like, I'm just like, child, mm-mm. 
interesting. Gonna back, backtrack on that. I met Jay. He might not say anything at all. It's not like Steve Harvey's up in the shade room. So I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet after we get off this podcast, if I'm like Jay, name five dudes that of my friends that you think will slide in my DM, he'll be like, so and so. Obviously biased because he's your husband, so right. Like, I, like I, I'm, gonna tell, I'm gonna tell a quick story. So we went to like so his homecoming. This is mm-hmm. he, he knows this. We went to his homecoming, and um, he went to a for the record. He went to a PWI, so it ain't as lit as okay. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of tame or whatever. And I had just had the baby, mm-hmm. right? and one of his frat brothers was like. Dang, Tatiana, you got that snap back, right? Oh, snap. Yeah, just, His frat brother said that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. neck cranked so fast. And he was like, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, you don't talk, no, no. Oh ever since then, he'd be like, I bet if so-and-so had the opportunity, oh, he probably would, he probably would. I'm like, no, he wouldn't. So, yes, he would. <laughs> so, so he's convinced. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. I'm ugly. That ain't true. <laughs> but that's what I, I didn't want to say it so mean like that but I just kind of feel like that's when you know oh anyway so it's interesting that's mm-hmm. funny that was a good discussion <laughs> mm-hmm. it was yeah <laughs> too funny too much oh lord so I guess we might as well just end our conversation <laughs> and on that note <laughs> on that note We'll be right back and we'll talk about this week's watching romance and reading romance uh, recommendations. So you all stay tuned. And thank you, Jay, for coming in. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate your perspective. (laughs) All right. Stay tuned, everybody. This week's watching romance, we got a couple things um, to talk about. Um, One, I think I might have mentioned it uh, in 20s on BT is coming back um, for a second season. Um, it's produced by Lena Waithe. It's kind of semi-autobiographical about her kind of start in um, mm-hmm. Hollywood. Um, I don't know how semi-autobiographical it is because... Um, do you watch um, 20s on BT? I don't, know. Oh mm-hmm. You have to watch it, but okay. the mm-hmm. last season ended kind of weird. And so everybody was like, um, if this is semi-autobiographical, is she trying to say right. mm-hmm. something about her life? It was just kind of weird. So huh. anyway, next season is, is starting and it's going to be really, really good. Okay. And then Bigger on BET just dropped. Um, I absolutely love this show. It's bigger? Group, yeah, okay. It's bigger. It's about a group of friends um, in Atlanta. And they're just trying to make their way and figure themselves out and some have you know romantic feelings for each other and you know some don't they've known each other since college um they they basically sort of met are they implying that they met at clark atlanta because i think the person who produced it is a cau grad so shout out to my panthers fellow panthers Uh um so it's a really really good good show i absolutely adore it it's so dang funny and also um black lady sketch show um also just came back too uh, which is hilarious. Um, co-produced by Issa Rae, um, produced by Robin Thede. Issa Rae is involved in so much these days. Do you oh, know that she, she, they're talking about a spinoff for Insecure as well? So what kind amazing. of spinoff? Is she said. She said there might be a spinoff, and we might see some of our favorite characters. 
She said Listen, that recently. If, if, she if said anything's possible. Boy, if, if it ain't my boy Chad, I don't want it. Well, my thing is, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do a spinoff, why not just do another season of the show? But anyway, I know sometimes contractual thing. But go ahead with the East Bay show. But that's about it. Okay. The Black Lady Sketch Show came back. It was hilarious. It had my boy, uh, Laz Alonzo, in it. Mm -hmm. It had uh, some, you know, guest stars, Laz Alonzo. Yeah. I like him. Um, my, my baby daddy, Tom Bell, was in it. Y'all know I love me some Tom Bell, who retweeted me. On on Twitter, and I, I saw out. that. Oh my out. goodness! I out. Oh my god! But anyway, let me <laughs> let this man, because I can't have no, because I can't have no platonic friend. But anyway, oh, so Black Lady Sketch Show is back, y'all. So check them out too. Uh-huh. Um, and also, we are very hyped for uh, Without Remorse, Shop of yes. Friday. Yes, Jordan, Lauren London. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. That's going to be good. That's based on a Tom Clancy novel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's playing his pregnant girlfriend. So that should mm-hmm. be really good. And it's yeah. the first movie that she's had since um, the passing of her fiance and mother of, I'm sorry, father of her son. So, you know, she she recently did an interview where she talked about how she really kind of went into a depression and just kind of wanted to be curled up in a ball following the death of Nipsey Hussle. And she said she yeah. did that for a while because that's what she needed to do. But yeah. she said she realizes it's important for her to show her two sons that mommy's going to be okay. Life goes on because this is a part of the cycle of life and mommy's going to get back out there and work and kind of grab, you know, grab life by the horns again. So she said she's, she's ready for that. So she says she's excited for this movie. She just wants us to support it. So this is going to be a good one. So we will definitely be there. It's a good cast. For everybody, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot of black folks in this cast. Um, yeah, uh, I think Domingo Coleman is in it. He's also a very good actor as well. Who's Domingo uh, Coleman? Remind us of what he's been. I believe uh, he. If you watch, um, oh God, what is Domingo Coleman? Been Let in? me Google him and see if I recognize he, he his was face. In, um, if Bill Street could talk, he was in that movie. He was. In, he plays on Euphoria now. Uh, which oh okay yes yes mm-hmm. definitely um, know him definitely know his face been, y'all know his face he's been in lots of very yep. attractive, attractive dark skin beautiful yes mm-hmm. um and he's been in a lot of stuff i think he plays michael b george's dad in this one. okay mm-hmm. so um good looking yeah, guy yeah really good looking man so he's mm-hmm. been a very good actor and everything um so that comes out did we talk about the oscars um, it got the lowest ratings in history. So I don't yeah. even know what is this. Uh, <laughs> I didn't trash. watch it. Did you watch it? It was trash. T rash trash. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you what they did. Let me tell you what they did. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know how you they always, always, always have best picture last, right? Okay. They knew that they needed some ratings. And mm-hmm. so they knew that Chad with Bozeman, God rest his soul, was nominated for best actor, right? Right, so that category all the way to last. I heard this was the biggest upset of the night. So go and ahead. It was. It was. And so they move it all the way to last, and the man don't win. They give it that, to Anthony yeah. Hopkins, who so I love, said, by the way. But I didn't even see the movie or I heard love, of the movie. I did not see this movie. It's about a right. man, um <laughs> having dementia or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right up his wheelhouse. He an old man. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Right. Even, even Anthony Hopkins was like, I won. Like, what do you... Right. Like, That's what I heard. To win at all. 
I wonder why and they would do that. Wow. Because they needed the ratings. And it was it was yeah. a very cheap, cheap ploy. What an upset. If they thought the ratings were low this year, piss off some black people and watch how many of us watch next year. So and you I know, don't know. It, and then they also did some other shady stuff. Like, for example, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield were both nominated for be- Best Supporting Actor um, for Judas and the Black Messiah, which was, which was mm-hmm. like a masterpiece, right? It wasn't, okay. it wasn't supposed to be that way. First of all, mm-hmm. how can two people in the movie be some be best supporting actor? Somebody's the lead, so right? They, they what put, they put they didn't put Daniel Kaluuya for the lead because they knew they knew um, Chadwick Boseman was going to be in this category, right? Okay. So oh they, didn't, they didn't move Lakeith to the lead either. So the Academy put them both in this best supporting actor thing. Oh my is, goodness. Trash. And then our girl, um, Viola Davis didn't win either. So oh, she, she was did, so good in it. Oh my goodness, she was so good in it. But we did As have- As Ma Rainey. Yeah, she wow. was good. And she didn't win. She looked beautiful though, stunning on the red Did Audra Day oh. win anything? She didn't win either. Was, wait, was her movie it. too recent or was the... No, no, no. no. Okay. They both were nominated for Best Actress. Okay. Wow. Um, and um, So this just wasn't our year. Okay. It wasn't our year like Moonlight. It wasn't our yeah. year. Yeah. I guess they <laughs> figured we already got our year. So yeah, don't we, be greedy. We only have every other year. This year was about Asian representation. So we had okay. a lot of uh, Asian people winning. Okay. Um, this year, which is cool, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm down for that too. Um, mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. Asian woman to win Best Director, uh, only the second woman to win Best Director in history. Okay, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the first Asian woman, we had the first Asian woman in like 50 something years to win mm-hmm. acting, um, for the movie Minari, which I heard was very, very good. Um, and then you know. Again, we didn't get anybody, no women, women best supporting actress award. Okay. So, um, yeah, mm. no black women winning any award except for hair and makeup for Ma Rainey. So, they were the first black women to win for hair and makeup for Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom. Hair and makeup. I mean, yeah. okay. But I mean, I gotta give it to them. The hair and makeup look good. She looked real hot and greasy. Well, I was about to say. I mean, and I guess that's how she looked when she was performing. But yeah, that's she just did. she did. And and because she does not normally look like that, you're right. That was great hair and makeup because yeah, Viola Davis is very beautiful. Okay, so she did. Mm-hmm. She did do a great job. So okay, so that was. Thank you for that nutshell recap because I didn't watch it, but I'd heard little tidbits and stuff so it sounds like i really didn't miss anything i saw fashion and regina king looked amazing um and um what's our young girl from um zendaya she looked wonderful i love that dress it's really pretty Mm -hmm. i did not love harry berry's new haircut i was not feeling that yeah like a a medieval page boy yeah that was really bad those (laughs) short bangs and that little bob it was really bad i was like hallie if you don't bring back the short haircut girl please yes girl that's your signature that's how we fell in love with you please give us that but anyway so yeah yeah, thank you for for bringing up the oscars because i I should have discussed that it was important so you know Mm -hmm. there's some serious hits and misses there uh, but again, fat, a lot of fashions were on point, and the men looked really good. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the, men, true. the men always look good, but yeah, the men, the men look really good. 
Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And, and white people, let me tell y'all something. All black people do not look alike. This lady <laughs> asked Daniel Kaluuya in the in the press room talking about how was it working with Regina King on one night in Miami. Mercy. Kaluuya was like, um, I went in that movie. And then did I hear she tried to backtrack and act like she didn't make that mistake or something? She didn't really she own, it. own up to it. She wouldn't own up to it. But he, but he graciously told her yeah, so asked me that again because I think he knew that she had messed up. So he's like, yeah, that was gracious. Again. That was very gracious of him. So, <laughs> oh anyway, Daniel Kaluuya with his fine self. But anyway, yeah, so that that was it. That's our, that's our watching romance recap. And then um okay. in reading romance this week, today is what they call Super Tuesday in publishing. So a lot of stuff dropped this week. I mean, so oh, much good okay. stuff dropped this week. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So a Earl, a girl and a toddler by Vanessa um Vanessa Ryan dropped. Um, y'all. Y'all know, oh, excuse me, Vanessa Riley. Y'all know y'all miss Bridgerton. Y'all ready for Bridgerton? If you mm-hmm. ready, you ready to get your little Bridgerton feel on, read Vanessa Riley. It's a follow up book to a, a girl, a Duke, a, a Earl, a girl, whatever it is a Duke, a girl, and a, a baby or whatever. Okay. Um, so this is his follow up. A Duke, a lady, and a baby. This is follow. This is our follow up to that. So that came out um, again. I don't want to give the plot away. It's about a man helping a woman who has a child, and it's uh-huh. a this one. The other one is the beautiful ones by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Um, I've talked about Mexican Gothic during our like Halloween spooky season uh-huh. um, podcast, and and I talked about it on the um, reading list. This is a follow up to that. It has witches in it. It has. Y'all, it's, it's it's that woman can write her behind off. I, I can't okay. describe it. And then a fun book came out um, by Jesse Santanto. Um, it's called Dial A for Aunties. Um, oh, it has a really fun premise. It, it's it's a romantic kind of comedy thriller, funny kind of cozy mystery type book. Mm-hmm. But about a young girl who finds her boyfriend dead in her bed. Oh, so she dials up the most efficient, sleuthy women she knows, which are her aunts, to come and handle handle business for her, basically. And so, um, <laughs> hopefully, not the way Electra handled that dead man and her oh, no, no, no. <laughs> her business right in that trunk. He's probably still oh, there. Oh my god! Oh, no. I can't believe it's a true story, but yes, yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, but um, it, that should be fun, and I, and also movie rights are already they already talking about movie rights for this book, so. It's it's hot. It's it's a hot one. So uh, hopefully, um, Jesse, she's a young, young. I think she's Filipino. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I hope you know they get her book to the big screen. That'll be really really cool. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank you for those recommendations. Of, yeah, lots and lots of books came out. I can't even name some of them. I can't even like. I think name a name a Simone had one. Some some other people. Y'all just just go look on, on April twenty seventh releases today on Amazon or your local mm-hmm. bookseller who who needs the money. Um mm-hmm. find them and you, y'all will be surprised all the books that came out today. So a lot of stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So that's it for um watching um romance and reading romance. And so um that's it. Wonderful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's it this week, you guys. Um, 
in the next couple weeks, um, after this week for the next month or so, we're going to have our writing and romance series. So they're going to be a series of um, podcasts with different writers. Um, we're uh, featuring um, a lot of folks, uh, Ray Sh- um, Sean, uh, Lucy Eden, Edwina Martin-Arnold. It's, it's a, a lot of heavyweights in romance, y'all. Y'all going to really enjoy it. Awesome. Um, wow. I got to talk to them. I got to talk craft. I got to talk books. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, it really fed myself. So I can't wait till y'all hear all of these great um, podcast interviews. And so then after that, we'll come back and we'll wrap up for the season with our final podcast. And that'll be it. So we go on break for the summer. So just letting you guys know our schedule that's coming up. Soon. Cool beans. Yep, that's mm-hmm. it. So you guys take care. Follow us everywhere on social media, Romance and Color with the mm-hmm. you and we will talk to you soon. have a safe week guys stay masked up okay bye bye <laughs>